Hello and welcome to the Powerful Personal Brand Podcast, where we help and inspire you to build a great personal brand to increase your visibility and authority. I am your host, Claire Bond, and on today's episode, I'm excited to be joined by Patricia Hayes. Patricia is a licensed attorney who serves as an executive advisor, career empowerment coach, and authentic networking strategist. She is the owner of PVH Consulting Group, LLC, a strategy consulting and leadership development firm where she helps professionals to develop networks that are purposefully aligned with their career and business goals. Patricia's professional relationship building expertise stems from her 30-year career in the the legislative, legislative and policy arena, serving as a respected confidant and advisor to executive leadership at all levels. She's a recognized community leader and dedicated advocate for educational equity, women's economic empowerment, and child abuse prevention. Patricia, welcome so to, to my podcast. I'm so glad to have Thank you Thank you. I'm super excited to be here. Yeah, this is great. So uh, basically, you talk about authentic networking. What is that exactly? <laughs> I get that a lot, you know, <laughs> especially because most people like do not like networking, right? I mean, it's there's research that supports the fact that Networking is the second most hated professional skill there is, with number one being public speaking. So that said, it's like, well, okay, it's something we already don't like. How can we be real about something we don't like? And that's really the piece of it, because networking at its core is really about professional relationship building. It's about relationship building. And when I'm saying authentic, which is a word that's kind of overused so much these days, it's really about doing it in a way that that's natural, that's genuine to you, and that will then help you to build those relationships that you want and need moving forward that are sustainable for the long haul. Okay. So um, I guess I want to kind of dig into that a little more. Like, what do you mean by what what feels good to you? Does that mean like if um, I'm kind of afraid to be uh, you know, in a giant room with people, maybe I want to do smaller networking events. I want to do online networking events. Is that, is that what you Yeah. So a lot of times people will confuse authenticity with being comfortable. And that is not what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Right. Authentic Mm -hmm. is about, you know, there are some people who are chatterboxes. They can walk into a room and they know no stranger, right. That, you know, versus other people who are a little more introverted. I, I, I caution to use that word, but who may be more reserved. Mm-hmm. Their approach to a big yeah. room will be different. So I'm not encouraging a chatterbox to enter a big room and be quiet. I'm not encouraging an introvert to enter a big room and be a chatterbox. Do and be who you are authentically, but that does not mean that sometimes you may not be uncomfortable, right? Because when you're a little bit uncomfortable, it's also means you're pushing yourself to grow and get outside of your comfort zone, but you can do so in a manner that is still genuine to you and doesn't come across as false or fake. Okay. So like, I guess I, I mean, so that I want to dig in cause I'm like, okay, so I, I'm still not understanding. Maybe it's just me. Maybe the, maybe the listeners are understanding, but, but I'm not. So, so if I wanted to be authentic to myself and network authentically, what would I need to do to figure out what that means to me? So for, so let's just use myself, for example, right? My thing is I love connecting with people. 
And my professional career, I mean, that's part of my job is to do it. But when I was a registered lobbyist, one of the things that I had to do that I detested was I would have to deliver the check to a politician. So I'd have to go to these receptions with check in hand. That is like the classic thing that people think of as being slimy and sleazy, you know, when it comes to Mm -hmm. walking into some type of environment just to get a transactional thing done, right? But that was Mm -hmm. a part of my job. So to compensate Mm -hmm. for that, what I would do is I would go in, I'd make sure I do the job, which is hand over the check, but I would keep a little secret list of, I think these three people may be there. And I know that we're working on a project. We're working on a piece of legislation. Mm -hmm. Someone took a trip that I'm just curious about. So I would have this separate agenda of, hey, I'm going to connect with these three people while at this fundraiser or at this reception. And that would help Mm -hmm. me to become more comfortable with the situation, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So that I could generate real conversations that weren't forced in an environment that I really didn't like. Okay. Does that make Mm -hmm. sense? Does that help some? Yeah. Yeah. And so for every person, that's a different thing. There are some people, they really love walking in and handing over that check and snoozing with the politician. I hated that part. That is not what I wanted Mm -hmm. to do. However, it was a part of the bigger picture, which is what I always encourage people to think about when you're building those professional relationships. And for me, it was about being an advocate. I love the legislative process. I love being an advocate for the work that I did. But there's this one little piece I didn't enjoy so much. So I made it enjoyable, right? And I did it in a way that was consistent with how I could make it happen, not assuming the personality of someone else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's kind of a mind shift. It is absolutely a mind shift. Focusing about like, about, okay, we're going to go, I have to go do this thing. It's it's icky. I'm like, But think about all the great things I can do. So instead of it being this icky thing, it's this great thing. Oh, yes, and then absolutely. you have this little thing you don't like. I mean, we all have <laughs> okay. aspects of the work that we do that we're less than pleased with or we may not enjoy. Yeah. But we don't stop doing our work because of that, right? We make adjustments. Right. We shift our minds. We do all of those things. And so it's the same thing with professional relationship building and with networking most of the time people just need to shift how they approach it and one of those Mm -hmm. things is i'm going in here to say hello to claire and to catch up Mm -hmm. versus i'm going in here because i've got to get five new clients and where are these people it's a totally different frame of mind yeah I, I, I kind of sometimes I, I advise people that are worried to get on video or to share their expertise. I often just say, think about the fact that you're helping people. So, you know, a lot of those people like to give and help, but they don't, they feel like they're either bragging or they're shy. So I'm like, think about giving. Yes. Think about the people you're going to help. And that changes that mind shift. And they go, okay, I will share my, my expertise because I want to help. Absolutely. So I like that. Absolutely. So it totally helps if you just change the mind. I've been doing public <laughs> speaking since I was 14 years old, right? And when I started, I was not the most comfortable. I was very reserved. But by the time I graduated from high school, I became an extemporaneous speaker, like an award-winning extemporaneous speaker. Well, that skill has benefited me throughout my career. And where I'm able to step up, you could give me a topic and give me 15 minutes and I could talk about almost anything, 
right? And that is a mm-hmm. very valuable skill. However, a few years ago, the thought of getting on video on the internet just totally repulsed me. And I was like, I do not want to do that. However, I yeah. knew that if I wanted to get my message out, it was something I had to become comfortable with. So what I yeah. did was I created my own 30-day challenge, really just for me. And I said, I am going to do a video every day for 30 days. It was nothing big. It was literally little snippets. And it was the challenge and the accountability to myself so that I eventually I became more comfortable. And now these days I host a live stream twice a week. I've been doing it twice a week for two and a half years and I do video types of things all the time. So it's a matter of exercising that muscle, getting outside your comfort zone. And that includes doing it with your relationship building. Yeah. All right. Well, I love that. I love that. Cause yeah, the, what, so did you ever go back and look at the first ones or were, were the first videos? Girl, you, did, you do not like, want to see want those to. first videos. They were horrible. <laughs> Some of them were literally because I, you know, I'm very competitive even with myself. And so it, it, there were a couple that were like in pitch black, like at 1150 at night, because I said I was going to do one every single day and I had, you know, let yeah. the time slip by or something, but I was being accountable to myself, so I did it. Yeah. So those good. videos were not good, but it wasn't about making good videos. It was about making the video and stretching myself. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I I constantly, um, I'm a former actress, so I constantly come, go back on that. And I was trained doing video. We would always have to, you would do video, um, you know, self-tapes for, for auditions and things like that. So I got very, very used to seeing myself on video. And it, it is practice makes perfect. You have to just do it because you kind of learn things that you do. You learn things that you kind of, you always do too much of whether you don't. So say someone talks too much, but their hands enter their, go in front of their face and you're like, well, this isn't a good plan. What are you doing? Or they say they get uncomfortable with, you know, a silence and they have to say, um, or other things to fill up that space because they're freaking out about it. And the only way you're going to get better is by watching those and going and practicing. Oh. Yeah. And it's the same thing it's with so networking. Cute. You just have to practice and figure out those yeah. ways. So I get questions all the time from people who their number one thing is I'm an introvert. And I'm like, well, during these times, and they're like, how can I do this right now when things are so crazy and out of whack? And I'm like, if you're an introvert, like your networking game should be like on point because you are living in your golden time. You don't have to enter a big, huge reception room. You don't have to enter a huge conference. You can do all of your connecting either virtually online or through uh private messaging or one-on-one coffees. I mean, like this networking time is a is an introvert's golden time. So that's why I always tell people yeah. there's no excuse. Yeah. Well, we connected through a networking group that we have in common. So um, yeah, I've definitely seen a rise in those too. So I, those are very, very important. Just, just from a standpoint of you know, meeting people with different points of views, different jobs, different, you can get different feedback. I, in the, in the group that we belong to, um, which is the advance for anyone, um, interested, but I've, I've learned so much just kind of by putting myself out there and saying, Hey, I'd love some feedback. 
And uh, yeah, it's an interesting um, safe space to do it's it. It's super important because um, because you know some people it's it may be small groups that you've created yourself. So I'm actually probably yeah. a member of several different types of networking groups. You know, some that I pay for the service in order to have access to certain people. Others where there's literally locally a group of female um, entrepreneurs and consultants who are like, hey, we need some support. Can we get together twice a month just to talk? And so we're doing that. And I do all of those things, but I only do the ones where I really feel like either I can contribute or that I'm going to receive something. And the thing about networking that trips people up is when you go into it with a take mentality, it's only about what you can get. That is why people hate it so much. Because it's so transactional when you approach it that way. However, if you go into it with the idea and the thought of what can I give today and what can I receive? Because receiving is different than taking. It's a completely Mm -hmm. different, different mindset. And sometimes I love those great like unexpected moments that I receive when I'm talking to someone, something I totally did not expect. And it's awesome. And whether it's an opportunity, whether it's a fact that I learned or something like that, those are great. And those are the things that help feed us in our ability to connect with people. And when you're networking, you don't have to try and connect with 50,000 people. No one can maintain that. However, when you nurture the network that you have, it naturally expands Because at some point, the people you're closest to start doing the work for you. I, 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 interesting. I, I, um, did another interview with, with a gentleman where we were talking precisely about that. And he was saying that instead of you thinking about when you kind of, you rank your, your network, instead of ranking them by like their, their, you know, job title, how much money they make and, and this kind of thing, really think about the people that you're talking about that kind of nurture you. They're your champions. And I never really thought about that because it, it's like a totally different group of people. They're like, if you feed those people, if you have it, if they help you, they're your biggest supporter. They're going to watch your podcast. They're going to do all those things, right? Your program comes out. They're like, oh, I'm the first one to sign up because I love you. Those are the people that you help. And they will help you. So it's an interesting kind of way to think about it. And I think that from an authenticity standpoint can make people feel a lot better about networking because they're like, I'm helping somebody that, that, you know, we have a great rapport and they naturally help me and I love helping them. So, um, yeah, that's a, that's a, I, I liked that kind of take on it. And I, and you are saying very much the similar, a similar thing. And I love that. Well, so Basically, so I guess like it kind of, so the next question I have is like, what's the difference between transactional and relational networking? Because I feel like we kind of talked about it, but let's like put those labels on yes. it, for, you know, so people can think about that. So transactional literally is, hi, Claire, how are you? I'm Patricia. What do you do? And then in my head, I'm scrolling through, oh, I don't need those services. So then you're like, oh, okay, fine. And then you move on to the next. That's literally how people approach, especially when you're going to happy hour. It kind of like, yeah, it kind of like speed networking, right? Yeah. And I'm always cautious because I'm always suspect of speed networking. Speed networking has to be done well in order for it to be effective. 
right? So I'm not going to say I'm anti-speak networking, but I'm very cautious about it because it's still Mm -hmm. about what, how you are approaching it. And if you're approaching Mm -hmm. it solely for with networking period, speak networking or old fashioned, whatever, if you're approaching it only with the thought of, can this person give me something, then that's very transactional. And even if they can give you something, you get what you need from them, you give what they need from you, and then it's one and done, right? There's no relationship building in that. There's nothing. But when it's relational instead, and you're approaching to, hey, let me go learn some more about Claire. What are you doing? What are you interested in? And talking through things, and then you start learning about common interests, common people that you may have, um, all of these different things, you may not walk away from that conversation with a quote referral or a deal at that time, but you have set the foundation for being able to come back and to follow up Mm. and to have additional conversations. And that's when you're starting to build that relationship. And when you start doing that and nurturing, when I say nurturing, I mean reaching out to people before you need something, not only when you need something that's going back to transactional, right? But when you reach out to people just to say, Hey, I was thinking about you today. How are things going? We haven't chatted in a minute. How are things going? I literally keep a running list of people that I just reach out for those purposes, Okay. Mm -hmm. And that's the relational part of it and building out relationships that now I have relationships with people that are 20, 30 years old. Um, and we may talk once or twice a year. Some of them, it may be only every couple of years, but the bottom line is I know when I call or they call me, I'm going to take their call and they're going to take my call because we've spent years and time building that relationship to be able to get to that point. And so when you're reaching out to people and you're just getting to know them, it may take a little bit more up front, right? So you kind of figure out if you really click, if there's something you really can supply and help each other with, um, and just literally being there, being, being a resource for people. That's really what good networking is all about is being a good resource for people. Because when you're a good resource for someone else, they're going to be a good resource for you. Yeah. Well, I, I kind of think because sometimes like the, yeah, the transactional networking, like when you go into this kind of thing and you get, you jump on a zoom call or whatever, like one of those coffee network kind of things. Um, and yeah, you, you're talking to somebody and they want just a transactional kind of relationship. I find those to be so draining, but when I have a great conversation and it's this layered conversation, the other person's like this, and then I, it's like a tennis match, right? It's not like you're going back and forth and, and you're sharing, you're giving, right? You're not just trying to like, you know, um, just, you know, uh, what, what, ace them or something. Yeah. I'm like, what's the term I'm thinking of? Um, and I know that for me, for, you know, I've done a lot of podcast guesting. I have this podcast and after I get out of this room and I go, and, you know, and I'm, and I'm like, I'm like, yay, that was such a great conversation. And I'm talking to it and, you know, and I'm just really excited and I learned things and it's really great. And I agree. When you don't, it's, I think it's, I think it's kind of an indicative of whether it's this is transactional or relational. If you don't kind of have a a takeaway, like I'm going to do this for you now, it's a, that was a great conversation. I really like you. When I have something, I'll let you know. 
like that because you 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 didn't go into it thinking of how can i fit this person into this into something you're you kind of go into it going like i don't know but i like you so when it comes up you you just i mean i th this happened to me yeah very recently i was just like <gasps> Oh my goodness. I remember this person that I networked with. I loved her. And I reached out and I said, Hey, I have this kind of opportunity. I'd love to, to kind of give it to you. And you know, that, that, so that's like an interesting thing. And unfortunately, I think we all have to deal with the transactional ones because you don't know always who, what the other person's going to well, be. Well, and it's, and is it there is, a way it's just a matter of recognizing it because quite frankly, no one can you do is how to do this stuff. We learn this stuff on the fly. And most of the yeah. time you're either you've learned it from if you know if it's a if you had a good mentor or a sponsor so that you learn how to do it better or the right way that way. But most people do not. So they go through yeah. that whole transactional piece, ease past the part that they don't like, and then realize by accident that, oh my goodness, when I actually build a relationship with someone, it works out. Now, they may not use those terms that we just talked about, but that's really exactly how it boils down, right? So if you are in in a situation and it's getting transactional, so what you can do is maybe take, would you say take control of the situation and make try to make it more relational? Like try to say, hey, let's talk about you as a person. Well, you can just, you can just slide into that, right? And you can tell, I mean, I, you know, there's a situation I'm thinking of there's really, they don't happen often to me, so they kind of stand out. But I'm thinking about one in particular where I was kind of excited to meet up with this gentleman. Um, we had not met, um, you know, he had a finance background. So I was trying to figure out if there's some kind of way we could, you know, do some work together. Or, you know, even for me, I, at that point in time, I'm like, I'm looking for a good, you know, a CPA. Maybe he can help me or something like that. And we sat down to coffee in person. This is some years ago. And it was not a good match. It was very transitive. You know, like, I'm, yeah, as you can see, I'm kind of conversational. I'll ask questions. It just was not there. He was clearly like, well, mm -hmm. what do you do? And can you get me this? Or, you know, not can you get me this, but it was very like, and I just realized this is not going to work. So we were fine. We finished it. And we just never, you know, we just never followed up. That doesn't happen with me a lot, but when it does, I'm very aware of it. And I'm always very conscious of like, okay, what did I do? To, did I do something to contribute to that? Or it's like, no, that's just really how this person came up, you know, came at a, across an approach. On the flip side, I'm thinking about a, 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 a coffee meeting and it's because they were both coffee meetings were at the same place, right? It was another gentleman, a totally different time. We were supposed to be meeting to talk about some chamber business. We start talking about our kids. He had teenage daughters. I had teenage daughter. We start talking, and they were from outside the country, and about how to approach th things and how we're doing all of this, connecting with work. And this is a really unusual conversation to have with a man. I mean, not being stereotypical, mm -hmm. but it was. And... We're doing all of this and literally we're like, we were supposed to meet for 30 minutes. We're into 45 minutes. And then we're both like, oops. And then he's like, okay. And I'm like, okay, I know we were supposed to talk about this. I'm supposed to ask you this. And this is how the conversation ended. He said, call my assistant and they will give you whatever you want. So in that conversation, we never even got to the meat of the business that we both knew we were there to attend to. 
But by sharing and being open and going back and forth, he basically said, we're good. Call my people, tell them what you need, and they will tell and they will get it for you. Yeah. Yeah. Totally two different, two different approaches. Yeah. But I think, but you are the same, but the, but it was, it was definitely them, right? Yes. I mean, that, and that sometimes you can't make it. And sometimes you change. cannot make someone act some way. Now that doesn't mean that you cut someone out, right? Just because they were more transactional you, but you know who you're dealing yeah. with, right? So you know that if you do end up needing something that that person has to offer or to ask, you know that, okay, this person's going to be very transactional. So maybe the ask you have of them is something specifically for you. Maybe you're not referring someone in your network to that person. It all ends up in how you uh, move forward and nurture that network from there there on. But the more relational and the stronger the relationship is, the more likely you are to say, hey, you know what? Claire is awesome. I'm just going to tell her to expect your call. That is a this is that this is that no like trust factor at its best because when you build a strong relationship and it's really built on good sound trust you can start referring or calling people and saying stuff and you know it's going to be all good you're not going to have any funny business when you connect two people together yeah that's awesome well so so basically i would love to know i mean so you have somebody they're, they have not put a lot of effort into their network. Can you give me like three strategy tips? Okay. Doesn't matter what you did before. What can they do right okay. now? This is my favorite part, right? So okay. one of the things, and this is the example I always get. I said, if I told you or virtually anyone to say, okay, you need to connect with like 200 new people this year. Most people would like turn this off right now. They're like, I'm done. I'm not talking to her. She's crazy, Right. So I never, ever, ever tell anyone that. I say, this is what you can do today and this week. And I want you to write down the names of three to five people that you either haven't connected with recently or that you've been wanting to connect with and haven't had a chance, right? Three to five names. And then I want you to figure out if you're going to write them an email, my least favorite thing, but write an email, message them um, through social media, perhaps, or if you're going to actually even set up a call or a coffee chat or, you know, uh, 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 in-person coffee, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's it. And if that person doesn't connect with you right away, let's say you send an email and it's not till next week, then follow up because 95% of people, even higher, I believe, do not follow up. And my rule is the gold is always, always, always in the follow up. So if you take those actions three to five per week, and you built in a natural follow-up, which is it could be as simple as marking at the beginning of your calendar, the first day of every month, follow up with three, three, four, five people, whatever. That is the easiest way to slip into a regular networking routine. And guess how many people you end up connecting with if you do that, right? 
so three to five, three to five new people, people a month, a, month. A, a, week. a week, a week, a week. Okay. And they don't always have to no. be new. Like it depends on what no. your motivation is. Right. Because sometimes there are times when there's someone you haven't, uh, there's some people you haven't connected with and you need to reconnect with them. This is that nurturing part. Mm. So you include that, include them in that number. Right. But it's okay. deliberately reaching out to three to five people per week. Different, different people, different people. And when you do that, you will naturally you start a flow. You literally start a flow of interactions that once it gets going, it will feed itself. Because once you start having those conversations, those follow-ups, then you're like, oh, hey, yeah, I heard that you were looking for someone to work with you on this. Let me send you a name of this other person. I mean, literally just happened to me the other night. My, um, the guy I work with to do a lot of my um, uh, video work and some other work, you know, doing it independently together. And he was telling me, he was like, oh, yeah, Patricia, I need your calendar link. And I was like, we don't schedule our calls on calendar because no, 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 it's not for me. It's for this other person who I was telling about your knowledge and skills in a certain subject matter. And I told him I would connect them, connect him to you if you allow. And so I'm like, absolutely. Because why? I trust him. So if he's mm-hmm. sending someone to me, then we're good. Yeah. Right. Yeah unsolicited, had nothing to do. I have no idea, but I'm willing to have this conversation with that person because this, my guy is someone I trust. Right. Mm -hmm. And you want to know how we met? We met in a Facebook group two years ago. We met in a Facebook group two years ago where he was putting out there and asking people about their businesses I never respond to those things, but something about his approach, I was like, let me try. And so I put it out there and then he actually followed up and did the thing he said he would do. How valuable is that? Which is rare. Rare. He had actually gone onto my website, learned about what I did, explored it, and then said, Hey, I think I can help you because I've done, I've done work with people who do this. And it sounds like this is where you want or need to be. Blew my mind. And we've been fast buds ever since. That's great. That's great. Okay. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so yeah, I I love that. And I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to do that because I, I am not the best at networking. I definitely, this week I, I've done a good amount of it, but I don't do it all the time. So I'm going to take your advice. Well, one of the other tips is to schedule it, um, pick a day and do it. It doesn't have to be long and drawn out. Scheduling, it can take 15 minutes. It can take 15 Mm -hmm. minutes out of your day. Some people are like, oh, yeah. I only want to do a little bit every day. But if you take 15 to 20 minutes, one day a week where you say, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to focus on it then and build that into your calendar. Now, for me, this is what, literally what I do for a living and a half. So I have a day during the week that I'm dedicated. 
Wednesdays are it for me. Mm -hmm. So on Wednesdays, I'm scheduling networking calls. I'm getting out there. I'm following up with people specifically. It doesn't mean it doesn't happen during other days of the week. But for me, this is a day that I've dedicated to doing that. Okay. And we can all do that. So that's another great strategy is build it into your calendar. Don't allow it to be willy-nilly because willy-nilly will bring willy-nilly results. So don't let it be random. Be deliberate about it. And when you're deliberate about it, that's when I said that flow will start and you will be amazed at what starts happening when that when that gets going. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. I, I'm I'm gonna do that. I, I, well, I mean, that's with really with everything, um, you know, to, that will be great for your business. Um, well, so I want because this is a personal brand, um, your power, powerful personal brand podcast. I would love to know about your personal brand and how you have effectively used it to attract your ideal clients and to build your business. Yeah. So I really, you know, when I first started that, I would have been like, oh, I don't know, I don't have a personal brand. But I learned from people because there were a couple of things. People call me randomly for information, not just because the stuff that I'm an expert in, but because they know I have a strong network and that I'm naturally curious and I will find out things. So that's one of those things people know that they can rely on me for. They'll reach out and it still happens. One of my old business partners reached out to me last week, week before, and just cracked me up on something totally random, right? But that's what I'm known for. So there's that piece. And for knowing that um, I'm able to contribute uh, very strategically and engaging when it comes to certain work, you know, having done a lot of the public policy work and strategic planning, when people need insight on a next step or how to approach something, I will get those calls because they know I will do it. I will think very strategically about it. Normally, without any, um, what's the word? Without any prejudices attached to it, right? Mm -hmm. I'm very, and that's the lawyer side of me. I'm always gonna do the pros and the cons, right? Play devil's advocate on something. And so those are the things that have really become a part of my personal brand. And the fact that I am able to communicate on a moment's notice when it comes to um, giving a speak, a speak uh, being a speaker at a pres- or giving a presentation or um, or engaging and connecting people. So last week, mm-hmm. perfect example. Um, I did not have any big presentations on my calendar. I had I had one inside someone's group. But after I sent out an email with some things, one of my former clients called me frantic because one of their big uh, speakers had canceled for for some work that they were hosting last week. So I went from Tuesday not having something to Friday giving a one and a half hour presentation here at our local community college that was not pre-prepped, right? But they reach out to me because they know that I can do that and that I'm there and I'm available for it. And so I think that's part of what has become really strong for me is, and it's helped me as I put out, like I said, I do those coffee chats twice a week because I'm sharing real content, not fake stuff. I I evaluate my own work all the time because if it doesn't feel real or if it doesn't feel like it's really going to be beneficial, I'll cut it. I'll edit it. 
yeah. you know, and uh, and on the flip side, there was something I put out there back in December that was really on repeat. And all of a sudden, I got all of these contacts from people like, oh, my gosh, this was so awesome. I was like, what did I say? Let me go back and reevaluate that. <laughs> Well, I, what I think is interesting that, that you brought up is that <clears throat> ultimately your personal brand is is essentially how other per- others perceive you. And I a lot of the personal branding that I definitely talk about is the is your online presence and how you put yourself out there. But equally as important and controllable is how you're perceived by your by your network. And that can be done by, yeah, the strategic networking and using those things because people know that you're dependable. People know what you stand for. People know that, yeah, all of those things. And those can really ultimately only be built by networking and building. Building those relationships, building strong relationships so that people can say, hey, this person is really great. They're trustworthy. You know, they do great work. All of those things without it. Now, mind you, I've not mentioned a thing about what I do. I haven't, I haven't mentioned yeah. that I'm a lawyer. I haven't mentioned that I, you know, was a legislative uh, liaison for uh, for for some high level uh, uh, politicians in the state over the course mm-hmm. of time. I haven't mentioned any of that, and that's mm-hmm. one of the things that I really prided myself on because I have worked for people on both sides of the aisle when it comes to talking politics, right? But that's because people knew that I was dedicated to my subject matter and the work that I did. And I gave really good um, uh, advice and counsel, even when it wasn't something I personally agreed with. They knew they could get the best from me for that. And that is something that I value highly and um, and and has been benefited me to this day. Yeah. Well, you've given so many great networking tips. So I I super appreciate you being here. And if someone wants to connect with you, learn more about you, where can someone? Absolutely. Absolutely. So my website is patriciavhays.com, but I'm on LinkedIn. That's my, that's my place of of preference. But if you connect with me on, uh, on LinkedIn, that would be a great way and or Instagram. So um, I'm on all of the socials, but if you start there with my website, okay. you'll be able to connect with me on whichever social works best for you. And and all of this information is going to be in the description box and in the show notes. So do not fret if you are not able to write it down right now. You can click the links. So Patricia, thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. It's learned so much. I learned so much. I'm going to get cracking on that networking. Um, (laughs) and thank you guys so much for watching and listening to the powerful personal brand podcast until next time. Bye-bye.